Thank you so much. It was beautiful. I love you. So today is the last talk of the theme for the month, free, <clears throat> excuse me, free to create. And today's talk is mustard seed faith. Mustard seed faith. We think that we need to have, right, a certain amount of faith um, to think that we are capable of creating anything, right? We have to have that certain amount of faith that we can do this. It begins with that I can attitude, right? I can do this thing. Well, that's faith kind of in a way, right? That you have faith you can do it or you have faith you can't do it, right? Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, right? I mean, really, really true. So if we say we can or we can't, the universe agrees always because the universe says yes. It just says yes. So we have these certain attitudes, beliefs about our ability to create, the faith to create, or actually co-create, right? We don't create anything. We co-create with spirit stuff. So we've all heard the expression, right, about having faith the size of a mustard seed. Matthew 17, 20, Jesus said, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you can you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. But what was going on there? What was going on that he said that to begin with, right? Well, the apostles were trying to drive a demon out of a boy. Okay, whatever. But they were not able to accomplish the task, right? And so they came to Jesus, and they were like, what are we doing wrong? Do you ever feel that way in your spiritual practice, right? What are we doing wrong? Why can't we do this? What, you know, what's, what am I doing wrong? What's, what's going on? I'm not getting the demonstration, right? Why is my prayer not being answered? Why is this not working for me? <laughs> we feel like we're, we need to do something differently, right? We feel like um, we need to say it differently, or we need to pray it differently, or we need to bow this way or that way, or face a certain direction, or say magic words. We need to light candles. We need to burn incense. We need to get on our knees. We need to do something different, repetitions, whatever, right? There's something we're not doing clearly that we should be doing because we're not getting the prayer done our way. Clearly, we're doing something wrong. Well, but Jesus said, because you have so little faith. He said it right there, first line. Because you have so little faith, aha, that's it. That's the answer. I need faith. <laughs> I need, yeah, there's that word again. I need faith. So put that on my list of things to do, would you please? Go to Costco, get the large economy-sized bucket of faith. More faith. And someday, and someday, in some way, I'll be able to blah, 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 fill in the blank, right? Someday, in some way, I'll be able to. We are under the mistaken idea, sometimes because of those quotes, we're under the mistaken idea that faith comes in sizes. Like tall and grande and venti, <laughs> right? You know, like, like supersized or the big gulp of faith. You know that one. If I only had the supersized faith and not just the grande faith, then things would have gone my way, right? Then my prayer would have been answered the way I wanted it to be answered. And guess what? That's not faith. That's ego. <laughs> that's ego, right? Ego much? Anybody? Is it only me? 
okay. You know, ego, you know what ego, E-G-O, edging God out. Edging God out. You know, I'm going to do it. That has nothing to do with faith. That has everything to do with our agenda. Right? Prayer with the intention to have a specific outcome equals our illusion of control. That's all that is. One of the best ways to drive somebody away from their spiritual practice is to tell them if they only had more faith, right, or they need more faith for X and so to happen, or they need to pray more, or they clearly didn't pray enough because it didn't go their way, Great way to drive somebody away from spirituality, totally, totally. Trust, trust is the God-given ability to step outside of the illusion of control, to live in the ambiguity of uncertainty while being true to our faith in the face of the unknown. That's what we're talking about here. Practice releasing control and trust that everything is okay. That spirit has it handled, right? Practice releasing control and trusting that it's okay exactly the way it is. Trust is the demonstration of faith in the face of the unknown outcome. That's really what it is. We pray wholeness. We pray wholeness and the client is healed and the client dies. We pray wholeness, and the client is healed, and the client is cured. We pray wholeness because we know that the spiritual journey is theirs. We are each on our own spiritual journey, and God only knows. I mean, sometimes I don't even know my own. Do you know your own sometimes? (laughs) You know, it's like, gosh, if I only know my own spiritual journey up and over and around, right? But when we pray wholeness for our clients or our loved ones or someone, and they are on their own spiritual journey, and we can't know what that is, right? We can't know what that is. But the prayer of wholeness is the truth of who they are. And it is the honoring of everyone's journey, no matter what it is, even if it's not according to our agenda. You see where that goes, you know? Anyway, Luke 17, 6, here's another mustard seed quote for you. And the Lord said, if ye had faith the grain of a mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamine or mulberry, depending on which Bible you read, tree, be plucked up by the root and be thou planted in in the sea, and it will obey you. Now there, here's what's going on in this particular passage. The apostles were asking Jesus to expand their faith because Jesus had said to them, forgive your brother if he transgresses against you. Forgive him. Forgive him again. Forgive him seven times. Forgive him 70 times, seven times. And the apostles went, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I think I can do the seven, but, you know, ah, you're asking a bit much, you know. Give, forgive my brother over and over and over and over and keep forgiving him. They were saying to him, I don't have enough faith to do that. I don't have enough faith to keep forgiving. Just whip a little more faith on me, would you please? Come on, JC, you can do it, you know. 
They didn't necessarily want to do the work themselves of growing their faith. They wanted Jesus to do it for them, okay? Just instill a little more faith in me, would you please? Then I'll be fine. Then I'll be okay. Well, Ernest Holmes said this about the mustard seed. He said, I love this. Jesus calling. (laughs) Ernest Holmes said, Faith as a mustard seed refers to the power of one single positive thought. I know I'm on the right track. (laughs) The mustard seed refers to the power of one single positive thought because that's all we need, right? What that is saying is all the faith that we need, even if it's that small, it is, it is all the faith we need in that moment. Even if that's all we have, that's enough. That's what it's saying. Because faith, well, here's why. Because faith works through us. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to go answer that. They're going to be so surprised. faith works through us not because we're great but because the spirit within us is great right because spirit within us is great in philippians 2 13 it says for it is god who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill its good purpose And Emma Curtis Hopkins had a way of saying it as well. You know, we're in that Emma class, and so I I love quoting her. She says, I work the works of good. So divine power works through me and as me to will and to do what is mine to do. God works through me to will and to do what is mine to do. So it's not us doing the work anyway. We don't have to worry about how much or how little or if I have enough because it's not us doing the work anyway. Spirit is flowing through us doing the work. We need to be open and receptive and welcome, right? The mustard seed is the starting point. It's our, it's our, it's our little yes to grow in faith. And any amount of that is enough to do what is ours to do, any amount of it. Ernest Holmes wrote in the 10 Lessons, uh, the home course study on the meaning of the Bible, he said, the great teacher told us that if we only have as much faith as a grain of mustard seed, that amount will work for us. And he goes on to say, as we know, a grain of mustard seed is very small, as it is. It contains the principle of wholeness within itself. It contains the principle of wholeness. So everything that we need is contained in that little seed, right? Just like all the elements of an oak tree, a mighty oak tree, is contained in the acorn. Everything that that oak tree needs to become a mighty oak is contained in that little tiny acorn. All of the elements of our demonstration are contained in that little faith, in that little seed of faith, that little willingness, right? That little willingness is enough. So, so what happens when it doesn't happen, right? I mean, we have the little willingness, maybe. We have the little willingness sometimes, <laughs> right? We do that. We have to believe even a little is enough. It's a starting point. But it's, it's not that our faith is not enough. 
It's that our doubt blocks our intentions, right? And I'm going to whip another Bible quote on you. <laughs> you're going to think you're going to Sunday school here. I don't know. Mark, Mark 9, 24. And straight away the father of the child cried out. This is the father of the child who had the demons, right, back in Matthew. Anyway, the father cried out, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. I believe. Help thou mine unbelief right? The father was asking for help with his faith. Asking for help doesn't mean you're weak. It means you're willing, okay? You have to, yeah, yeah. Shall we say that again? Asking for help doesn't mean you're weak. It means you're willing. So, so what did he say? He said, Lord, I believe. That's faith. Lord, I believe. That's faith. Help my unbelief. That's doubt, right? That's doubt, Faith is a thing of feeling. You know it, right? It's a visceral thing. You absolutely know it. Doubt is a mental obstruction. Doubt's in your head. Our faith doesn't thrive when we think about the faith we have. It grows when we behold how great spirit is. It's not about us. Our faith grows when we have, when we have faith in how, how terrific and great and, and limitless spirit is in our lives. Not us. Not that I can do it. I can't do anything. Right? We know we don't do it on our own. Our faith grows when we understand the magnitude of spirit through and as our lives. And Ernest Holmes said this. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed. As a very small mustard seed grows into a very large plant, so our inward thoughts and desires, when in conformity with truth, take form and become multiplied through the creative process of mind. Right? So when we are in alignment with truth, we are in alignment with God, we are in alignment with the qualities that is what flows through us and out into the world. And we do start small, don't we? We start with little demonstrations. <laughs> we co-create a cup of coffee. Did you ever do that? I love that. You just like in the morning go, eh, someone's going to just give me a free old cup of coffee. And it, and it demonstrates, right? Or we, we co-create a long-distance call from a friend. We're just about to pick up the phone and they call us instead, right? How many times have you had that experience? Or, you know, this coincidence or serendipity or chance meeting, all of those wonderful things that happen to us because we're free and we're available and we have no resistance to our good in those areas. And we have no resistance to our good and it manifests, right? And these little demonstrations, as we are aware of them, grow our faith. Those kinds of things grow our faith because we know and we believe and we rely in this power and presence that walks before us and just leads us down that path. Just leads us down the, the, the spiritual unfoldment path. So, and, I should say, that's what, that's what releasing that illusion of control does. When we continue to release the illusion of control, then we allow spirit to willingly flow through us and, and, and into, into our lives. Changing conditions around us, uplifting us, re reminding us of who we are. Right? So keep practicing the illusion of control. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, you laugh, right? Stay in your lane. That's a real good advice. Stay in your lane. Take responsibility for what you can change, right? What you eat. What time you go to bed. 
uh, how much exercise you get, what to read, you know, prayer, meditation, spending time with like-minded people, being involved in a spiritual community, you know, like, like St. Paul said, work out your own salvation, right? I mean, that's really what he was saying, work out your own salvation. It's like each individual person needs to do those things that support them to expand their own faith, their own way, right? Buddha, Buddha said, stay on the path. Stay on the path. That's what we're here to do, to keep remembering what is the highest thought you can possibly have in any situation. And keep forgiving yourself, because you know you forget. I love, I love Joe's introduction to the youth ministry today. You're like, rah, 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 you know, and we've all been that, right? We've all been that dinosaur behind the wheel, <laughs> rah, 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 you know, and forgetting who we are. Keep forgiving yourself for those little missteps, for that unskilled behavior that you exhibit and, and love yourself through it, you know? It's just an aspect of, of hunger or anger or tired or what's the other one I can't even remember? Hmm? Loneliness, thank you. You know, it's all, it's all an, you know, a byproduct of those things. When we exhibit our unskilled behavior, it's like, oh, yeah, that was not the best me, you know? That was not the best me that I could have exhibited. That's the, only, that's the only use guilt has, you know. I just want to tell you, guilt has like a half-life of like three seconds. That's it. That's all, that's all you should own of guilt. It's that little thing that says, hey, you know that thing you did before? Don't do that again. <laughs> you can respond better. That's it. And then you go, oh, okay, that's very good, you know. And that's the only reason for guilt to, posit to exist. And then be done with it. Because more than that, guilt will convince you you're a bad person instead of you did an unskilled thing. You see, and that'll lead you down a whole rabbit hole you don't want to be going down. So keep forgiving yourself, right? When we exhibit unskilled behavior, and we do, get back up. Get back up. Keep moving forward. Keep co-creating. Keep moving forward. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. And like, well, faith like a mustard seed, right? Faith like a mustard seed. And what does a seed do? grows. It grows. And that's what we let it do. Ernest Holmes said, if we can believe that there is a presence within us, all wise, all knowing, and all loving, then our experiment with faith has already started. Even though we find our faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, it is sufficient unto our needs. And as our faith grows, through definite and constant practice, it will do more than satisfy our needs. It will bring forth for all to see that which is divine within ourselves. It will bring forth hidden talents which have been lying dormant. It will cause us to never again feel insecure or lonely or separated. For such a faith makes us whole. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Power.